Hello, Trojan fans, and welcome to a very special edition of the Peristyle Podcast. We like to call it the Trojan Blast. Today is April 24th, 2009, and USC head coach Pete Carroll held an end-of-the-spring press conference heading into Saturday's Trojan Huddle. We wanted to bring you all the audio from that press conference, about 30 minutes. So here you go. Okay, so... uh... Spring coming up here tomorrow, so we'll have a coach talk a little bit about how uh, spring ball went and uh, go over the depth chart that we just put out and talk about uh, the huddle tomorrow. Well, first off, uh, I can't believe that it went so fast. Jesus, already into the last day. Um, we've had a really, really eventful, good, good spring here um, with some obviously uh, some obvious issues that you have to deal with as you do every spring. Uh, I think we've we've um, grown with the information and the input about what's going to happen, what we're going to do. Um, it's critical spots, um, new coaches you know, transitioning in. Um, all of these things have come together in really good fashion. We really don't feel like we've had to take a step backwards at any time. Uh, the spirit of the, of the football team and the guys' work and, and, and the competitiveness of practices lasted throughout the whole the whole spring, which is absolutely the number one criteria, is to get our work attitude right, and uh, that happened again. And so, in just judging from years past, I know that when that takes place and we do compete like crazy day in and day out, then we're we're, we're on track, and, and we're going to you know make for a, a good preparation to get into the summertime and get ready for uh, for fall camp and get ready to go again. So, uh, I really don't have any any major concerns in, in any of the the issue regards, which was quarterback position. I'm really excited about what's going on there. The linebackers, um, a couple guys up front and the defensive side that have transitioned. Um, and, you know, things have gone well and very well. And um, so, you know, with a lot of high hopes and optimism, well, we get cranked up to get into this the, the last phase of the offseason and, and get ready for fall camp. Um, the uh, just, to, just to go over again uh, the quarterback situation, you know, we've, we've come to uh, the point where we're, we have to make a call on it um, to play in the spring game coming up tomorrow. And uh, so at this time, Aaron Corp is in, is, is in the lead position there um, for a number of reasons. He's, he's been in the program. He knows the system very well. Uh, he communicates well, you know, carrying on the, uh, the calls from the sidelines to the, to the huddle and, and his, his work at the line of scrimmage is very good. Uh, he's a very good athlete, the best runner that we've had at the spot since we've been here. Um, has shown it on numerous occasions. It's, he picks and chooses his times really well when to take off and use his legs and run. Um, and, uh, and he's thrown the ball very well throughout springtime. So Aaron holds on to that spot going in, kind of came in with a little bit of an edge and kind of held that. Um, the, the, really the great surprise of spring is, is the ability of Matt Barkley to pick up our offense to uh, be able to go out there and compete really from the first days he was on the practice field and not really take a step backwards at any time. Uh, he's extraordinarily gifted uh, in terms of just understanding the game and the position of playing quarterback. He, he would have to be because he's done things un, unlike um, Matt Leinert, um, John David Booty, Mark Sanchez, guys have all been extremely effective in our program. He, he's done it unlike those guys in that he's been able to pick things up and, and be incorporated right into the full flow of practice from, from uh, the first days out here. So uh, I expect that he'll play really good in the spring game and, and, and have another big day uh, and, and show more so why he's, you know, this competition is so, is so close right now. Um, Mitch Mustaine has had a good solid spring, but the other guys have kind of stayed ahead of him. And uh, Mitch is going to continue to battle and do everything he can to, to, you know, to get his, his playing time in his spot. So um, it's really a healthy situation for us, and, and 
I think Jeremy Bates has done a marvelous job of incorporating, you know, the, the transitions that he went through and with the transitions of a new, uh, you know, a new player at his spot. Um, it's been really, really well done. And I can see why, you know, I hope you can see why we we were at, feel for, fortunate to have hired him, but I can see why other people in, in the NFL and, and, and other schools have, have really wanted uh, his services. He's a terrific football coach and a great addition to us. Um, the other big change that's happened, uh, let me just address the, the linebacker thing. The linebacker situation, uh, one with extraordinary um, focus because of the magnitude of the guys that left the program and all of the playing time in the years that the guys had been here, um, I think it was just natural. It's naturally an issue for us. Um, but from the first couple days on, uh, Gallipo took over at the Mike linebacker spot, and uh, uh, Malcolm Smith has been spectacular throughout springtime. And, uh, and Mike Morgan has done a very nice job of holding up the outside backer spot for us in, um, in following in where Cush played. So uh, we've, we've had uh, nothing but good stuff from those guys as the starters. It's a very thin group, um, just a couple kids backing up uh, that, that have any background at all playing for us. And so it's going to wind up being a very uh, a spotlighted position in fall camp when the, when the freshmen come in. Uh, Jarvis Jones and, and Frankie Telfor and... Uh, uh, Marquis Simmons, um, you know these guys. Kevin Green, these guys are all going to be uh, factored in to uh, you know, finding a way in the, on the playing field for us, and so we're going to count on those guys to make a big contribution when they show up. So, um, <clears throat> the other transition uh, that we you know with uh, Brian Schneider coming in, coach special teams, it's really been fun to watch this. Brian is a great worker. He's a tremendous. Uh, Coach in the, in the classroom with the kids, but also on the field, he, he coaches just in the style that we love. Very energetic, very aggressive, um, you know, very creative on how he, he organizes drills, and, and we'll hope to see a real, uh, you know, a real impact. Um, and, and there's no question that he's already helped us, and so we're, we're, we hopefully can continue to grow with that and, and, and add this to another real positive aspect of our team. So. Biggest question marks left out there are really will be in the, in the kicking game and actually the kicking aspect of it. Joe Houston and, and uh, Jordan Condon continue to battle for the place kicking duties and the kickoff duties with uh, Jake Harfman coming in uh, from, uh, from Mount Sac Junior College to be a big factor in all of that. Big leg kid that we're, you know that can also punt. And we, I don't know how that's going to work out uh, in, in camp other than the competition will be on. We'll see what happens. But uh, those are probably the biggest question marks. Billy O'Malley has been the punter and really the only punter competing uh, at, at, the, at the front of this thing. And, and so he'll battle with Jake when Jake shows up. So that's still in question. We'll have to figure that out when we get back to camp. So it's been very successful, and we're looking forward to it. We have a big matchup. Uh, we're going to Cardinal and White game. We're going to split up the team uh, where the, uh, the one offense is on one team and the two defenses on, on one team and, the, and vice versa, the two offenses in one D, so that ones will be playing against ones, twos will play against twos in the, in the game. Uh, we'll, we'll format it like we have in the past, segmenting our kicking game stuff, but then really highlighting, highlighting the plays from scrimmage and the field goal kicking aspect of, of the competition. And we're going to play a game and see how it goes. Uh, coaches will coach on both sides. Um, we're going to play it like game day and do all of the pregame, the warm-ups and all that stuff exactly as we would do in a, in a normal home game so that we get a run-through on that as well and, and uh, introduce our new coaches to the, all of the communications and all that that goes on uh, in, in a real-life situation. So looking forward to it. want to have a good, good time and, and welcome. Uh, hopefully you guys will you know, get the word out for everybody that uh, for the, the kids are free coming in and, and uh, love it to be a big event. We'll have a big autograph session afterwards and, and uh, let our, our coaches and players get close to the kids and, and the people that show up. So.
try to make it a big day for us. Also, we will be tracking the draft. The draft, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to put stuff up on the on the board so that we can keep track of the draft as it goes on. We might have you know moments of appreciation in there. I would think uh, when our guys get picked, that's kind of how I have it pictured. And uh, uh, so we'll have some fun with that too. So, but this will be one of the largest draft parties of all time. You know, so. So come join in and have some fun with us. If you're a Trojan fan, now you won't, you might not know what's going on in the rest of the draft, but you know what our guys are doing. So we'll track it closely, hopefully. What injuries kind of limited you guys most this spring? Obviously, Luther Brown was, was a big injury, but who? I guess who else kind of should, needed to be out there but wasn't? Joe, uh, yeah, Joe McKnight not being able to be available on a full-time basis is a big deal because uh, uh, Jeremy really didn't get a chance to work with him and, and see how far uh, you know he can take his range of, of uh, um, plays that he brings to us, and, and so that, that's that's the part that we didn't get done. Um, you know the the good and bad part of the tackles being banged up when Charles and, and Butch went down, uh, it forced Tyron and, and Matt Khalil to play on a regular basis throughout practice for over a week, or maybe almost ten days time, which was really good for the young guys, really hard on them. But that uh, that helped us, I think, progress some. Uh, Christopher O'Dowd not being out there um, forced us to, to really work and, and focus in on the backup center spot uh, with, with um, Jeff Byers taking some time there. Alex Parsons did really well until he broke his hand. Um, but that was that will benefit us in the long run, that those guys are ready to back up and play if we need them. Um, uh, you know, Sharice Wright not being able to play, he really did get to practice a lot, so he's, he'll be ready to go when he's released by the doctors to, for full speed contact. But uh, he was not at, at you know top speed, so um, that that could have been helped there. And Luther Brown for sure would have been a, a great a great bonus. You know, he would have been competing for the number one spots at, at the Mike linebacker spot or the Sam linebacker spot. Um, but he unfortunately, you know, his, his uh, shoulder kept him from doing that. If someone pretty far down the depth chart has a very good spring, I'm thinking of Curtis McNeil. How much does that elevate him? Well, Curtis, you know, if you were going to pick an MVP in spring, he might have been the MVP in springtime. He was just a highlighted player throughout. Um, our coaching staff totally believes in this kid. He's tough. He's instinctive. He's fast. Uh, he's creative. He can catch the ball. He blocks beautifully in pass protections. Um, he, he's, a, he's a terrific football player. And uh, he showed it day in and day out. And he was tough enough to, you know, be able to hang through it all. He carried the ball twice as much as everybody else throughout the course of spring and uh, made the very, very most of it. He, he's going to play for sure in the fall. There's no question. He's going to play for sure, and we wouldn't mind him playing a lot uh, right now. So he's had a great spring and, and, and benefited from it. <clears throat> Another guy that uh, just off the top here that um, really did have a big-time spring was uh, DJ Shoemate. DJ had a great spring at, at the fullback spot, and uh, the, the numbers of things that we can do with him because of his receiver background um, showed up, and we've grown with him probably the most improved player on the team uh, in, in developing a, a role and a position for himself. You know, Stanley's been a very effective player for us, but we've never found anybody that could really do those same things. DJ uh, has found, found his way. He can carry the ball. Uh, he runs it well. He's... he's, he's uh, He's solved the, the, the mysteries of the offense and the schemes and, the, and what, we're, what we're doing with him because we move him so much it's a difficult position to learn, but he's handled it well. And he's been very productive. And uh, we'll see a lot of him again tomorrow um, and won't hesitate to play him in games right now. So that's a, that's a huge bonus for us where we have been unable to find somebody to back him up. And in all of the variety of things that Stanley does, uh, DJ can do that. Are you surprised with his timing? 
Yeah, he is. He has natural anticipation. He, he, whether he's working with the, you know, the youngest guys or the guys that have been around the program, it doesn't matter. He is forcing them to get out of their breaks. The ball is, is delivered so, so early and uh, with good speed and you know, and, and uh, velocity on the football. Our guys have to get ready for him. Um, you know, one of the things that young quarterbacks, you know, rarely show is anticipation. You know, they show they have to see guys get open and they throw the ball, and the ball generally comes out late because they're not sure of themselves. Uh, Matt hasn't been like that. He, he anticipates better than anybody we have. And so that's a big, big asset. And, and, and also it's a big part of us trusting his ability to make the throws. Um, there's a lot of things he does. He does better than any of the guys already. And, and uh, so um, right now Matt's biggest concerns is, is being able to manage the whole game in the, in the offense from the communication standpoint. We did not burden him with that uh, to try to allow him to show what, you know, his range of play. And so now he has to catch up on that as we go to camp and all. And, and, uh, and that's really, of all of the aspects of it, that's, not, that's the least difficult. So um, he's going to be right in the middle of this competition when we get back, uh, back out of it in August. <clears throat> you mentioned the contributions of the other the two new coaches, Jeremy and Brian. Can you talk a little bit about of what Jeff brought to the defensive line? Yeah. I feel like there was a real good connection between them. Yeah, and really there was an immediate connection when Jethro showed up and, and the guys got to hear you know hear about him and, and uh, start to work with him. Um, they just took to him. He's got a great personality and a tremendous attitude, and he's a really uh, tough tough guy to play for uh, because he's so demanding. Uh, but the guys have responded beautifully. He's really had a big impact on Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin is playing by far the best that he's ever played for us, utilizing the great speed that he has and explosiveness, and looks to be a real factor for us. Uh, we're still con continue to challenge him with his consistency at, at playing at such a high level, but he's played as well as anybody that's played that spot for us in, in, uh, in a lot of occasions here in, in spring football. So that, that's really an exciting factor. Whenever you have a guy that shows up at that that rush position, uh, he can control a, m almost more of the game than anybody can on the defensive side of the football. And Everson has been an enormous factor against good tackles too. He's given our top guys uh, all they can handle, and that's uh, I think Jethro and, and uh, the other guys as well. They're, they're working together quite well, and hopefully we can continue to see that grow. <clears throat> His familiarity with us uh, was when there was no transition at all. He just jumped back in. Uh, his impact in recruiting has already been been seen, and, and uh, <coughs> in last year's class and already in what's happening in this year's class, so he's a tremendous asset for us. Is it a dead heat between kickers at this point in your mind? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we had to put one guy in the first team, one guy in the second team, so uh, Joe Houston will kick with the first group in that there has been nothing to change it. Uh, they've been just about dead even the whole time, numbers-wise and, and attempts. You know, we continue to try and create situations for them to make it hard and competitive and whatever. And uh, So Jordan is, is still kicking with the second group, but right now you could just about alternate them. You really could alternate them, and, and the results are the same. So we'll just let the competition play itself out and see what happens and uh, see how they handle fall camp. It, it, it can be an issue with a, a good freshman quarterback that he struggles to command the respect of the fifth and sixth-year guys, fourth, fifth, sixth-year guys. Why has that not been an issue well, you know, in our program, we've been so uh, so uh, quick to facilitate the, the freshmen's input, and in, in, in for years, these guys that are that are the fifth and sixth or fourth and fifth year guys. There's only a couple sixth year guys, but the fourth and fifth year guys, they all had the same opportunities. You know, they played as freshmen and, and, and contributed then also. So I think we have a different level of appreciation that isn't typical um, because of the way we've gone about it. And and then any if you've been on any teams, if a guy can play really well. 
guys are going to, they're not going to fight it. <laughs> you know, it's only if you're forcing something you know, on a team that they don't feel and they can't, uh, they can't sense the ability level and the contribution. So I think Matt has, has, uh, has shown, you know, that, that, uh, that he adds something and that he, he has a chance to contribute in a big way, um, whether he starts or not. And, uh, and he's also, he has a personality and an act to handle. You know, he handles himself well. You know, he's not pushing himself on anybody. He's a, a well liked person, personality around the team already. And so, uh, I think, you know, I think they're looking at him like a little brother coming up too. You know, there's a little bit of that. So the guys are taking care of him. Realistically, with three NFL first round picks, how good can your linebackers be? Well, we'll find out. I don't know. We'll find out. But we're really pleased with them. And, and uh, I think with with Mike Morgan and uh, no Cush and those guys are going to hate me t- saying this, but we're Cush and, uh, and and Kaluka and Ray and, and uh, Clay would never admit to this, but we're faster than we were. And uh, and uh, Mikey and, and uh, Malcolm really can run, and they add a lot. Now Ray's going to beat Gallipo in a race, but um, he's going to beat most any Mike linebacker in a race. But uh, so I think we 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 felt the speed on the field and the pursuit and stuff, and uh, these guys have learned well. They've been trained well underneath those guys. They've seen great examples of what we, you know, what we we, we expect from the position. And Kenny's done a marvelous job of challenging these guys to live up to uh, the level of play. And it's 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 been very very good, and uh, so uh, you know it's we've been pleased, and so it's worked out. What do you have? I don't know. I, how far it's going to go? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. What do you look at your uh, behind them? Last year, you these guys behind Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the biggest question mark, I think, going back to camp on the football team is how, how the young linebackers can uh, can develop, you know, and, and, and fit in. Um, Jordan Campbell has had a good camp, and he, he's, matter of fact, he, he will start in the game with the number ones at the will linebacker spot, and Malcolm will, will move over and start at the outside backer spot um, uh, in this game because Mike Morgan's going to miss the game with his ankle sprain. Um, so, uh, so Jordan's had a good camp, but but it's really it's it's wide open. Uh, Kavenga has played well and elevated his you know his status and and uh, but it'll be Jarvis Jarvis and, and Frankie and those guys coming in here, uh, Marquise you know and Kevin to see what what they can add to it all. Or they have to. <laughs> There's no choice. They have to. Has there been any discussion to move? I don't. You guys try to think Perry as a linebacker. No. No, no. Nick's done a nice job. And matter of fact, he's going to get more opportunities. Just in the last week, he's really elevated, and uh, he's going to play on both sides at the defensive end spot for us in, in this game. So um, we're, we're not thinking of moving him. With these guys and guys coming in, is this your deepest D line that you've had in terms of rotation? Um, well, in that they they all played at pretty much the same level. Um, you know, I can't I can't even remember three four years ago. I don't know, uh, but. Uh, we're, we're solid, and we have we have enough guys to rotate right now. We're, we're playing seven guys, I think, you know, in a regular rotation right now. So, and uh, so with you know, and, and Loney Van Gupo coming in, you know, from junior college, he's he he was really um, kind of earmarked as a guy to come in and compete at Feely spot, you know, and see what he could add. We had so much play time at that spot. Averill's done a nice job, and uh, Derek Simmons has done a nice job coming back over. But you know, we'll see if if uh, Loney can handle you know handle that and help us out there. That'd be really, really beneficial to us depth-wise if that happens. And at that point, if he can contribute, then we're about as deep as we've ever been. Yeah. A lot of coaches have begun to peel back from playing once versus once in spring games out of injury concerns. Have you given any thought to that? Nope. No. Well, why they get hurt less or more? I mean, I don't know. I don't get that part I, of it. I think 
<clears throat> we want it as competitive. We're going to make it as competitive as we can make it, and that's that's the the priority. And uh, um, our guys are, are so accustomed to it that that's uh, you know that's just the way we do it. You know, and, and they don't know anything else. And um, we, we won't change that. Now, there's a time we, in fall camp when we divide the team up, when we, we shift that emphasis to the administration of the game, and that's that's the final emphasis there. That's the time when we don't, but not at this time in spring. Is there a clear third receiver at this point? Or? No, no, it's not clear. David has had a great spring and done a beautiful job, um, uh, and and we're watching the emergence of Jordan Cameron in, in that position as well. Bryce Butler's working, and Trayvon, those guys are... are, are Right there to, to help us. We, we kind of see guys in roles right now, but don't see a clear-cut third. Um, but David uh, plays like a starter, you know, in that regard. It's a little bit about shifting the guys around to, to fit the spots that will really be um, solidified in fall camp. In in this game, uh, Saturday, uh, Trevon will play as the third receiver um, to to move him around because he plays. The, it's the right mix for us for the, to divide the team up a little bit, the ones and twos there. So he'll play as the third guy in, the, in this thing. And David will flop over some and come over on that side. Do you have any design quarterback runs in the playbook? Is that something you might play around or putting in? Gosh, I, I, you know, I knew there was something I was going to do this spring. <laughs> Shoot, I forgot about that. I mean, you've never had a guy with the mobility that... that why, would we, why would we change now? You want me to just open up the playbook to you? <laughs> What's that? No, we are, we've always moved our quarterback. Our quarterbacks are, are involved uh, extensively on the perimeter. You know, with tremendous play action emphasis in our offense. And what will happen by the nature of the player that they'll you know they'll utilize their, their legs more so you know when, when it fits. Uh, Mark was a little more apt to run, of course, than, than John David or Matt was. Uh, Matt uh, Leiner, and uh, and he took advantage of that. And uh, Aaron and Mitch are much more uh, equipped to run as well, so they'll you know they'll be involved some, and we'll we'll see them run more. I mean, if you just watch this play, that's what happens, you know, and it's because of the nature of the player. So we will hopefully, um, you know, allow we allow for that to happen, and, and it's part of the offense as well. Besides Barkley, has anyone else surprised you with their performance this spring? Well, yeah, tons of guys have. Um, yeah, DJ had a great spring. David Osbury had a great spring. Um, Curtis McNeil had a fantastic spring. Um, Mark Tyler's making a big push here in the last week, and then he got back to, to good health. Uh, he's had a couple of really good days. Um, uh, the big move to make Tyron, you know, a, a starting right tackle, you know, is a big deal, you know, and he's he's latched onto that. Um, and trying to hold it, you know, from the other guys that are challenging him. Nick Howell has done really well at, at the right guard spot. Um, not that that's a big surprise, but that's, you know, he's elevated his status. Um, I think Everson Griffin is, 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 a, is a real happy, you know, emergence, you know, happy emergence slash surprise. I don't know how that works. But, uh, <clears throat> um, Yeah, I think, and, and Brian Bachum has had a really, really solid spring too. He's made, he's been very productive. He's been, uh, been a real, real, you know, 
pleasure to see, to see him come in. And he makes a lot of plays, gets his hand on a lot of balls. He's been involved with a lot of turnovers and stuff. He's had a very good spring. That that corner position with he and TJ and and, um, and Marshall Jones, those guys are all battling for that third corner spot, you know. And, and uh, they're doing a good job and played very well. And it's, it's not clear cut at all right now who, who the guy is, but it's because they're all playing, you know, on the upside of it. So you lost some leaders leadership from this team. Have you found that new guys have taken that role on already in the spring, either out on the field or in the locker room? Yeah, you know, you'd be maybe be surprised, but as soon as the off-season program begins with Coach Carlisle and the guys working out down the weight room and doing all the running and all that, it already kind of starts to take shape. You know, the guys are going to get in front of the lines and all of that. I mean, Taylor Mays has been extraordinary, you know, in, in, in his leadership and in his direction, and he does it for the most part by the way he just performs every single day he goes out there, you know. Uh, Jeff Byers has always been a guy that these guys look up to, but you can see it. It's always fun to watch it watch it turn, you know. Uh, Stephon Johnson has, has, has been a good good voice. Uh, Stanley, uh, Damian Williams, you know, we have a lot of guys that really have taken taking charge. Averill Spicer has been a factor, being that he's the older guy in the defensive line. Um, and Gallipo, in his way of just controlling the huddle, you know that becomes a leadership position uh, for him as well. So there's a lot of guys. I have, we have no problem with leaders, and, you know. And, and, but it is it is kind of it's rites of passage, you know, kind of an emergence that occurs, and that's that's well underway already. So what's the schedule now after it's over tomorrow for the team and the coaches <coughs> up until? Yeah, well, the, the guys go right back into uh, Coach Carlisle's program and. and uh, and the the work to get ready, you know, for for fall camp is underway. Finishing up school is a priority. We get another week of school and finals coming up is huge. Uh, the coaches go on the road in May um, to do spring recruiting that the head coaches don't get to do, and uh, um, and then we, then that leads us into you know camp time in June. You know, we we do all of our final work for the season in June as a staff, and then we also entertain the kids that come in for our camps and and. Uh, to finish up that whole aspect of the summer, then we take a break in July and we're rolling. Just before you know it, we'll be there. Is there now a period where the assistants can go out, but you can't? Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, the, in, in spring recruiting, the head, head coaches have been um, mandated as non-recruiters. You know, so. Yeah, they didn't have to. I mean, as long as you brought it up, uh, <laughs> the uh, head coaches never did have to recruit. They didn't want to. But uh, for some reason, guys got together and changed that rule to keep guys that do like recruiting off the road. That's the reason that they did it, and um, you know that's I think that's pretty pretty weak, you know. And, and I don't support it, and will never support it. And if I knew how to do something about it, I would. You know, I, I don't understand it. You know, I think it's I just think it's a bad decision, uh, and, and I think it's a weak decision on on. Uh, Head coaches, you know, get paid a lot of money to lead these programs. We should do all the work that we can do. We shouldn't sit on our butts during the month of May when there's 30 days to go out there and work your program. You know, I don't, I just, I couldn't be more opposed to that. What are you going to do with that extra time in that 30-day period? Um, I'll hopefully receive a lot of phone calls from the fellas. They'll keep me up on what's going on. Uh, our guys are going to be on the road, you know, everywhere, and so we, we kind of will stay in constant contact, just like I was there with them. <laughs> Eyes and ears. Um, and then we have, we have you know things we do around here. There's a lot of things to do around the, for the program that I can support. There's a lot of opportunities to get out and kind of you know be the ambassador for the program from the inside out and uh, disappear so you guys can't find me. Mm-hmm. Are there ways technologically you can sort of be out there? I know teleconferencing has sort of gotten in the mix, and the NCAA keeps trying to keep changing. Yeah, well, one of the ways one of the ways is uh, uh, no, I'm not going to talk about. It. There are some ways. Yes, <clears throat> there are some ways. Let other guys figure it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Big big day for Twitter today, you know. You, you realize that, right? I thought yesterday was when you did your interview. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Will's on board. Yeah. Finally got that lazy bugger off, off his butt. He's out there finally. Jeez, it's about time. Did Alan Bradford move up on the Death Star? No. No, couldn't make a movie, wasn't able to, uh, to do anything. Yeah, but though, if you are interested, yeah, Will is on Twitter, and he's, uh, he, he thinks he's going he's gonna to just blow you know, the, the, the record books out, out of the window here with, uh, with his emergence on, on the Twitter scene. We'll find out. Is he quickly going to accumulate a million followers? I think he probably will. <laughs> do you agree with Barclay said Twitter is? No. It's for losers. He <laughs> he's right. He doesn't want to do it. He's right. <laughs> I think he's probably right. Not Matt. Oh, Charles Barkley? Yeah. Oh, I meant Matt. I that was kind of bold for the QB that's not even a freshman yet. But <laughs> Anything else for Coach? A couple of dates for your calendar. July 30th is Pac-10 Media Day at the uh, Sheraton Gateway at the airport. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, uh, we report April 7th uh, as of now. August. And I'm sorry, August, <laughs> August 7th. And uh, first practice is August 8th. Thanks very much for tuning in to the Trojan Blast. Make sure to check out peristylepodcast.com for all of our shows or uscfootball.com for all the latest news going on with Trojan football.